In the immortal words of renowned social philosopher and man urgently in need of a better celebrity dentist, Marilyn Manson, I got an F and a C and I got a K too. And the only thing missing is you. An unofficial message for Daimler in Stuttgart from 8 out of 10 Australian three-pronged suppository dealers. Fuck you, as we say in polite circles, down under, the June Dally Watkins way. Far Q is the issue at the core of an hilarious $650 million legal stoush suddenly in play in the federal court between a consortium of Schittsvillian three-pronged suppository dealers and Death Star Central back in Stuttgart. It's a kind of high-stakes, winner-takes-all, sudden-death match to determine who's the... Biggest cock. That's right. He's back. Answer, biggest cock. Me, obviously. I'm just going to milk the crap out of this delightful turn of events for shits and giggles endlessly. That sounds pretty and Ron Jeremy to me. They're both going to hate me after this. And the lawyers. And lawyer hatred is the best. But the cock is a proud, resilient animal. He's got very high standards. He's ruler of the roost. Gets all the chicks. Been around since the olden days. Be gone! I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's maybe... Up there now, dude. The story so far, okay? The local branch of the Death Star in beautiful sunny Mulgrave, Victoria, home of Dan Andrews and just around the corner from Pfizer, incidentally. Anyway, senior Death Star executives have scheduled a get-together in the emasculation chamber for the dealers on January the 1st of 2022. Looking forward to that. The plan was just to lop off their nuts quietly, and by nuts, of course, I mean goodwill, and then pimp them straight back out to the public, nutless in this way, with no real skin in the game, all in the name of price fixing, which should be illegal and mostly is, but, you know, politicians, loopholes, you know the drill. Plus, the mercedes Shit price guarantee, it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It actually fits pretty well with the other core foundations of their business. The shit reliability guarantee, the outdated technology guarantee, the gag order guarantee, and the consumer law doesn't really apply to us guarantee. They're very consistent as a corporation. Earlier report on all of this from a couple of days ago up... uh, Somewhere there, maybe. 
Three-prong has 65 retail outlets nationally in the formerly lucky country, operated by 50 dealers and about 40 of those proud sons and daughters of car retailing Jedi have banded together in one last stand against the Death Star. It's dirtbag versus dirtbag. This proposed operational adjustment will deliver the worst possible deal for you, the consumer, thanks to this price-fixing loophole. It'll motivate three-pronged customers to shop at BMW and even... (coughs) Even... (coughs) Audi... (coughs) And it'll slash dealer profit margins, let's not forget that. Plus, it's an unethical affront to free market principles, which are great, right? Except when they're just in the way, obviously. But aside from that, smooth move, Mercedes Strayer. Very difficult for an ordinary person to feel all that much sympathy for car dealers. Like, I struggle with it. Especially three-prong, given the way they typically bend their customers over. But I can feel their butthurt radiating from Mulgrave, sort of where this action is taking place. And I kind of even understand it. It's very difficult for car dealers to cop being treated in the manner in which they treat their customers. It's difficult to come to terms with being the re-me when you're accustomed to holding the re-mer. This is almost as abhorrent philosophically as a car reviewer finding their review being reviewed by an evil, fat, elderly bastard in a fat cave. Good way to test the limits of the human tantrum there. Pro tip. The Mercedes-Benz network has been developed off hundreds of millions of dollars of investment by dealers. Yeah, okay, hard to argue with that. It has. Jimbo Slarty Bartfast there, one of my favourite industry caricatures. Of course, when he's at work heading up the National Car Dealer Mouthpiece Association, or whatever the hell it's called, he uses his real name. James Vortman. And check this out, okay? Like, before, after, before, after. Same dude. Miraculous transition. (coughs) Think you'd agree. These days, he looks like a friggin' Viking in a blue suit. He needs personal security now just to keep the chicks away. At least that's what I heard. And here's the real shot across the bows, okay, for other would-be car dealer emasculators in the car industry. This case is relevant to every other dealer in Australia because if Mercedes can expropriate goodwill at no cost, then no dealer is safe. That's why they've come together in such unprecedented numbers. Expropriate. Dude, rocking the big word. And almost, like, Sounds great. Like, it is a big, scary word, expropriate. And it sounds authoritative, too. I wouldn't want to be expropriated. Not without lubrication, but... 
It actually means to remove from the owner for public use or benefit, like public use or benefit. So expropriation is the sort of thing governments do. They expropriate your friggin' house to build a freeway, for example. The Oxford Dictionary might be wrong. Benz is not doing that, blue suit Viking dude. The use and benefit of the forfeited goodwill is entirely private, I'd suggest. So what you actually mean is dispossess. Missed it by that much, Viking Jimbo. You're welcome, dude. However, I do take your broader point. If the dealers win, obviously, a precedent will be set and no car maker will be safe if they attempt a similar ritual emasculation party to avoid paying fair compensation for taking the chainsaw to a bunch of dealers' goodwill. In other words, if you're a car maker thinking of lopping off the nuts of your dealers in this way, how does 15 million bucks extra per dealership sound to you plus costs? by way of legal precedent, like if they win. Daimler, being the card-carrying corporate cockheads they are, they'd probably appeal this all the way to the high court if they lose, and that's only if God remains unavailable for the time being, mainly by virtue of ongoing non-existence. So the real winners in this grubby saga will be the lawyers on both sides, like win or lose, because arguing the toss endlessly on this issue will doubtless buy both teams of lawyers abutting mansions in Bellagio and a small army of very healthy personal assistants. I can't work out who I'd back in this fight either. Forty rat-sized snakes or one giant snake-sized rat. I just know it's going to be flat-out hilarious from our ringside seats here, watching the greatest show on earth. Rumble in the cesspit. Rep the stutter step, dudes. Like, bring it. Representing the 40 rat-sized snakes is... uh, This mildly avuncular-looking dude... He's not above wearing a wig and a glorified dressing gown for five or six figures a day. Meet Tim Castle, SC. And hey, I don't give a shit what a man wears. Like, as if no pants and a crooked teenager's baseball cap is all that different, philosophically. If a dude wants to slut himself out in a wig in order to drown in cash, I say approved. I think I'm on pretty safe uh, ground here with the, the truth defence on this one, but I might have to fall back on honest opinion. Only time will tell. Mr Castle SC is the dude who successfully represented Australian fast food franchisees when US-based Burger King bastards attempted to emasculate their goodwill because... hey. We thought we'd get away with it. (laughs) Gotta love that moral relativism up in the big end of town. So Mr Castle is the goodwill dude. He's the dude I'd want in my corner if one or more of my ex-wives, the five of them, were planning on holding a blowtorch to my friggin' goodwill. I certainly don't want that going all Dresden. This case is all about the goodwill, like... What's it really worth? 
So anyway, the 40 rat-sized knights of the round castle ran the numbers. They got the decimal point. They took a jump to the left and a few steps to the right, I, 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 eight. And they determined the value of the goodwill nut lopping on January the 1st would be 650 million bucks in damages. And here we are, all caught up, just dotting the I's and crossing the T's for pistols at dawn. And would you like an extra fuck you with that? In public, yes, the ultimate dirty laundry oxygenation. I friggin' love it. I hope this drags on for months, like years. Make it years, please. I hope both sides lose. I'm not sure it works that way, but I hope the High Court of Shitsville orders them to continue to sleep together afterwards indefinitely, enthusiastically, and appear together on billboards nationwide, embracing each other without pants. But masks on, like, stay safe, be responsible about it. They've never done that before, the High Court, but as I understand it, it's in the statute. There is scuttlebutt in the industry that Death Star Central used coercive practices, the good old gun to the head, metaphorically, to get dealers on board with their new contracts, such as by withholding the supply of new vehicles to sell until they'd signed zap papers. Just a rumour, but hey, it sounds plausible to me. We were left with no choice. Mercedes has ignored the dealer's overwhelming rejection of the fixed price agency model and it has consistently failed to negotiate with dealers on the issue of compensation for goodwill, leaving them with no choice but to sign the new contracts. Viking Jimbo there, again, expropriating his side's words to drive and pushing the barrow for the 40 rat-sized snakes. He described the negotiation process to Australia's second most hated motoring journalist, Joshua Dowling, who was tragically cartoonified by those cockheads at nine recently. Anyway, Jimbo described it as, quote, this is consultation with a gun to the head. I suppose that's either good or bad. I guess it depends on who's holding the friggin' gun. Death Star Central, by way of retort, says, it is disappointing that some dealers have taken this action, but we believe the Mercedes-Benz fixed price agency model is compliant with all relevant Australian laws, and we will be defending our position vigorously. I'm sure that's exactly what they said in the boardroom when the writ arrived. The big bratwurst and the lawyers behind closed doors. Well, that is disappointing, isn't it? Yes, sir, it is. Very. I trust you would like us to defend our position vigorously? Like, yes, please do. There's a good chap. It is useless to resist. The company further claims that its new shit price guarantee, and no, I don't think they call it that, mainly because there's no truth in advertising anyway. The new shit price guarantee will deliver greater transparency, allegedly, and better choice, plus availability of even more Mercedes-Benz models and the chocolate frosting on top even makes your ass look two sizes smaller. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. I didn't fact check any of that last bit. Like, 
probably just one size smaller, ass-wise. Anyway, mainly I didn't fact-check because I didn't want to set a dangerous precedent because of the reputational damage that might flow from attempting something quite that stupid. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy. Discretion is sometimes. Even now, in the 21st century, where facts don't matter, it's still the better part of valour at times. Except, of course, with egos out of control in the boardroom. <laughs>